<laughs> hey guys, welcome to the Dear World People podcast. It's been a long time since we've been on here, but Uchi has dragged us here, so here we are. <laughs> uh, today, we're going to be starting a series on masturbation. And um, interestingly, I got instruction from God through a friend's dream. It was a very direct and instructional dream. And um, she sent it to me sometime in November. And I just, I put it somewhere at the back of my mind that sometime soon, child, I will do it, you know. But this week, it's, the thoughts have just been gnawing and heavy in my heart. So I knew that the time had come to actually do the series. So um, I had a couple of people in mind to reach out to, to ask, to share their stories. And um, 50%, um, what, <laughs> 50% percent did not come through basically let me just put it that way but the testimony here is that other people i didn't even think of actually reached out to me to share their story so Mm. i'm super excited about that um even um on posts that i shared to um promote the podcast someone mentioned that he had just put out a song that was inspired by his struggle with masturbation um, (laughs) and he had sent um, a voice note explaining to a friend the ordeal and how he came about the song through that struggle and I reached out to him via DM and he he actually agreed to share the voice note so (laughs) that's another person on my list that I didn't even think God is coming thing with obedience once you take the first step the others just fall into place everything just falls into place you know so i'm so i'm so so grateful for that anyway so let's just dive in let's dive in so uche can you just begin by introducing yourself and then take it away from there okay uh my name is oh wait hi everyone (laughs) my name is uche servant of the most high god daughter of the living right uh, <laughs> um, yes, my name is Buche. Um, I am, and let me start with my Babylon uh, work. I'm an intellectual property lawyer. I'm currently doing a PhD um, in intellectual property law. Praise be to Jesus. Come on. Um, um, what else? Okay, for the kingdom, for the kingdom, um, I host a podcast called. Sorry, Dell, I'm using your podcast to promote please, my podcast. Feel free, by all means. It's all kingdom on the same stream. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I host a podcast called Chase Corner, and we're actually um, on a new project that the Lord instructed us to do. Um, it's called the I Have Project, where we're highlighting and promoting stories of kingdom marriages, kingdom families. So um, please check that out, Chase Corner. I'm sure Delphine will help you guys find mm-hmm. it. Um, but other than that, I have a passion to pray and I use my voice for the Lord. So that's, I think that's enough about me. <laughs> so yes. Definitely. Yeah, so please dive into the story. Okay. Wow. Okay. I thought this was going to be a guided conversation. No, no, so, as you're speaking, I'm sure told. questions will come up and I, and I now ask. It's okay. The Lord actually told me, like, I, I had a sense that I would have to share this story soon. Um, especially when I started seeing people commenting 
on or liking a comment I'd left on one of your posts about masturbation. Which is the reason um, why. And then he brought it back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you yeah. imagine? I actually know the pro- I probably know the people, Gogo. Let me go and drag your ears. That is you people. But anyway, um, thank God for that. I was surprised that a lot of people um, even really noted that thing. But I think the nature of masturbation is that it's such a secret sin. Mm. You know, there are many sins that can be secret, you know, but it's it's such a private sin that people have the tendency of thinking that they're the only ones dealing with it. And that was certainly the case for me. So I'll start from the beginning. I started masturbating when I was about eight years old. Um, and I stopped this year. So that is most of my life. Um, yeah, I will say for most of my life, it was my constant prayer point. It was it was something that I really wanted to be free from, but I, I didn't know how to be. I always hated it, hated myself when I would do it, but it was something I, I couldn't I couldn't break free. And a lot of um, a lot of the things that I would see, you know, that I would read. I, I was a voracious reader, especially as a child. Mm. Um, I would read a lot of stuff that told me that this was normal. You're supposed to explore your body, even you know content targeted at teenagers you know teen magazines would tell you that this is normal so on one hand i had all the church teaching telling me no this is bad and on the other hand i had all the media all the popular science everything was telling me that this is a good thing this is a great thing you know and it was such a heavy thing for me to bear i always felt so dirty so shameful you know so unloved even um, because I had such a huge secret I was keeping this secret from everyone in my mm-hmm. life my parents siblings everybody so you can imagine from that young and age all the way through it was always it was a shadow that followed mm-hmm. me through every phase of my life um, and when I when I came to Christ I came to Christ six years ago now when I was 20 in uni um, I remember specifically there was a day that someone asked me to speak. I think it was in my fellowship. Shout out to TRS. Woo, woo. Um, <laughs> just wait, of Jared. course. <laughs> hey, my people. <laughs> Sorry, let me stop. <laughs> so yeah, um, when I, I I got there and they were asking me to talk about premarital sex, and that one at the point wasn't really a problem again because, you know, I I, I realized by that time that you know premarital sex we're not supposed to be doing this and all of that. And at the at that point where I was speaking that day, I was in one of those places between. So if if you if for anyone who struggled with pornography slash masturbation although the two go kind of hand in mm-hmm. hand um but masturbation can actually stand on its own without a porn addiction by the side that's just by the way but for anyone who struggled with either of these things you know there are usually periods of sanity i would say where you're not doing these things and you feel okay okay i'm doing well it's fine uh you might even forget about it so i was in one of those periods so i was feeling holier than thou now, mind you, this was me, a fresh believer. The zeal of the Lord was strong. <laughs> so I thought that I knew everything now. <laughs> it was so funny. And I remember there was a guy that was sitting beside me on the panel. They put me on. And he was talking about how his 
um, struggle with masturbation ended in one day. Mm. That he just, I don't know whether he said the Lord came into his room and he just ended. And I was just like, hey, wow, it must be nice. <laughs> you know, but I, that, that really, as, as great as that was for his testimony, that kind of put me on another cycle of my own because mine was not happening yeah. like that. It was not happening like that. Mine was a lot of shame. It was a long, long battle. You know, um, now in hindsight, I, I know better. Um, I would have cut short the time that I spent struggling with this by like half if I'd done some certain things which I would mm. share. But I, I didn't know because this shame had so, like, it had imprisoned me. I did not know how to speak about it. The only people that I felt comfortable speaking about it to were boyfriends, which anybody that knows, if you are struggling with sexual sin, let me even tell you, if you don't know, if you are struggling with sexual sin and the only person you tell is your boyfriend, girlfriend, just so that you have sent both of you, you up for disaster, oh whether or not, as in, hmm, whether or not that person is struggling mm. or not, you've just brought that person into yeah. your struggle by making that person the only person. I totally see to. how. First I of totally all, see how you mean? Yeah. Yeah. First of all, you are attracted to that person, so you want to. You are going to want to do things with that person, you know. So bringing the person, especially if you you are not yet strong in the faith, the person is not so strong in the faith, you find yourself in compromising situations and then both of you are now there keeping the secret. The person is now your alibi in the sin. is not helping you at all. There's no freedom there. So I found myself in that whole thing. And, you know, because also I was not very wise at the time. Um, I didn't really know how to discern when God was, quiet and saying just sit down mm. face me and when god was quiet and it's like okay go so i got into a relationship where i got into sexual sin again and that one he showed me where i won't even lie that relationship showed me where <laughs> and when i when i got out of it you know i was even more battered and broken and scattered inside than i was before i'd gone in now the holy spirit is faithful he had done a lot of work on the inside of me you know on almost every area of my life other than my sexuality mm. um i i had zero problems now this is something that i wasn't going to say but i, I think the holy spirit will have me say it. part of my struggles with sexuality were also with my sexual orientation and identity so I remember when I was a child, and a lot of these things, they happened yeah. when I was a child. Um, I remember I was 11, and we had a Christmas party in school. And I started to hear rumors that people said I was bisexual or a lesbian. Why? Because at the time, I was really shy, and I, I really loved to dance, but I only used to dance with my female friends. And so I went back now, and I started to think, am I a lesbian? something mm. wrong with me am i bisexual maybe i like boys and girls but it was something i put out of my mind and i just like went on because when i was a teenager being a lesbian being bisexual was not fashionable the way it is now mm. you know people used to make fun of um lesbians and they used to bully people that they thought were gay whether they were gay or they were straight or they were not people just you know children can be really mean and so fast forward to, I can't remember 
when exactly I started watching porn. Um, it was sometime in my... Okay, so I, I was going to say that um, the first time I watched porn, someone actually brought it to my house. It was mm. a friend in the neighborhood. They brought it to my house while the parents were not at home. This person was a teenager as well. And I saw porn for the first time in my life. Um, but then from conversations, I think in school, I learned that there was a station called Action X or something. I think in the daytime, <laughs> I'm telling you, in the daytime on DSTV, I think they would show wrestling and all of that. But I think once it's like 11, 30, 12, they would switch to porn. So I would sneak mm. out of my room when everybody else was sleeping and go and watch porn. And I think that was the first time I ever saw lesbian porn. Um, it was a movie and me too I watched it and I was like hey but the thing about exposing a child's mind to things like this is that especially if you are someone like me and you think in pictures the images they don't really leave they register and when you are waking certain things in yourself in your body it starts to crave more of it because sexual appetite is is not like food you know it's I think it's it's a different it's a different beast of its own. That's why the Lord says in Solomon's daughters of Jerusalem, I charge you, do not awaken love before its time. Yeah. And that goes for sexual pleasure. Don't awaken before it's time. Don't awaken before you're married. <laughs> Let me just beg everybody listening, please don't awaken this thing before you are married, because it can destroy you. Hmm. So anyway, that begun a whole cycle of you know, watching, sneaking, lying. Even I started writing. Um, I would write smut. Um, smut is basically like erotica. So I would write smut as well. Um, I was really good at it. In fact, it, it was a struggle. When I became a believer, I stopped writing completely because at the point, that was the, I couldn't write anything non-sexual mm. because this was what was always on my mind. You know, it was, I was really good at it. That's a funny thing. I was really good at it. Um, as you know, <clears throat> when you give yourself over to the works of darkness, the devil said, will help you. You are not amplified the gifts that God has given yes. you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. To do nonsense. So I was quite good at it. Um, and I, I just kept graduating. And you know, with mobile phones in uni, I started discovering sites, started getting, you know, deeper and deeper in this in these things. And at, at a point, I would only read stories. And then I started watching videos. And of course, I learned that there's something called incognito. I learned how to clear your browser history. Mm. But all of this left me with a deep sense of shame because there was no friend I could talk to about it. There was nobody. My roommates didn't know about it. All the people that thought they really knew me. I was living this double life and it was weighing on me. It was weighing on me so bad. Anyway, fast forward to many, many years down, struggling with this. Um, this year, I remember in March, um, Delphi, you know Uncle Dina, Uncle Dapo came for Larry's wedding and he was talking about overcoming lust. And one of the things that he mentioned is that you have to agree with the word of God. And I had a conversation with him about it. I think it was the next day after he taught at the tribe. And I was, you know, telling him that, okay, I'm struggling with lust. A bit of backstory. Uncle D is my uncle. He disciples me. Hold on. He still hold on. disciples hold on. me. 
go back to fast forward to many many years i lost you there okay oh apologies rewind <laughs> so for many many years <laughs> for many many years i was stuck in this whole system of loneliness of struggling with myself of feeling dirty or praying about it or feeling like every time i stepped in church the pastor was going to point me out and say you mm. i know what you have been doing mm. you know you are just a this you are just a that when i started serving god it became even more of a burden because you are helping people preaching teaching mm. doing things for the lord other people are getting free and it seems like i'm in this prison but because people were not looking up to me you know how people why you in christian circle they this one that one you start to feel like i cannot even tell anybody mm. there's nobody i can tell about this thing i started to develop a habit of speaking in past tense so i would only tell people about the struggles that i had overcome couldn't tell people about my present struggles mm. because i just felt so ashamed even the closest people to me accountability partners the people who were discipling me like my uncle jacko um i'm sure many parts of this if he listens to it we even shock him because he would have no idea um it wasn't until this year 2020 that i told him that i was struggling with lust that was in march um after lanry's wedding when he was around and he had taught at the tribe about overcoming loss and i i had some questions for him the following day and i was asking him you know about how to overcome loss and he was telling me that you have to first agree with the word of god that this thing is sinful mm. and the bible standard is correct and it's something that i realized i never fully embraced somehow it was just my favorite indulgence i mean part of me really wanted to be free part of me would confess he who the son says free is free indeed but on a deep level my mind had not been renewed i had not come to agree with god concerning it and i would later find out that part of the reason i i did not agree with god concerning it was because i had too many other voices in my ear telling me this was right hmm. this was okay So I love movies and I watch a lot of movies. Far less this year than usually, but I think I've probably watched more movies than the average person. Mm-hmm. I can relate. <laughs> but the thing is <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but when you watch a lot of movies, you see a lot of nonsense. True. That's just the truth. And some of the best movies in terms of production quality, you know, design, storytelling are also the worst movies for your soul. Mm-hmm. they are so filled with rubbish like there are films that i can objectively say they are technical masterpieces but they are from the kingdom of darkness mm-hmm. like straight up so because i was watching so much and i would task myself i had to see all the award show movies i had to it was like i was giving myself another schooling another education in movies mm-hmm. but i was constantly being presented with things that were completely anti god mm. sinful things and i didn't realize that because these characters were so relatable and so lovely and so this i was normalizing all of their behavior masturbation in the last few years has become so glorified particularly for women you know it is now become a thing about taking charge of your body mm. doing this a lot of movies people masturbate openly they talk about getting a dildo 
doing a this, doing all kinds of stuff. Even on social media, it's now people share links. I've seen people sharing links for sex toys. It's now very normalized. And if you have a lot of those voices in your ear, it's going to be very hard for the voice of God to take precedence. So what happened was this year, after I had been in a conversation with two people, Chinedu, the Outlawrence, and um, Makochi, TikTok fool, and basically, I felt dragged by their, their mere existence. These people were like growing in God, learning things. I mean, I was just like catching up with Netflix during the lockdown. So I was like, God, something needs to change. I decided that I would do like a 21-day worship challenge. No big deal. I just would show up 21 days and worship God. Something happens when you face God squarely mm-hmm. and you decide that you are going to spend time just you and Him in His presence. Even the things that you don't bring to Him as a prayer point, they fall off. That's just the way that God is. He's just a really good Father like that. Yes. Somewhere yes. in the midst of that process i i gave up a lot of things i was watching i was part of um i was part of a group where we used to review insecure um the the tv show and i i loved insecure i think it's a great tv show <laughs> but it wasn't helping me in fact <laughs> i came to realize that show is demonic guys <laughs> Like it does mm, not help. It does not help. But did I listen? Um, Watch this. Don't forgive me. That's the real question. Did we listen? (laughs) Did I listen? So I, 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 I was, you know, in this group reviewing the thing. But somehow during the twenty-one days time, two things happened. I had the deadline for my PhD application coming up, so I was really busy and I couldn't join in. And then I realized that God was telling me, nee, this thing is a trigger. You need to set it aside right now. And then I just told the, the ladies that I was in the group with that, guys, I'm just really busy. I'll catch up. I'll watch this thing later. This, da, 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 da. And then I pretty much entered into like this shutdown. I wasn't watching any movies. I wasn't watching anything. I was just spending time with God. Mm. You know, listening to prophetic words, listening to sermons. That was all I was watching. Um, listening to music gospel music um so just a lot of that like really concentrated time in god's presence and it was so weird for me because at first it was like okay it's kind of new but the more you spend time in god's presence the more you want to spend time in god's presence because you realize his presence is so sweet yep and at a point i think this was around my birthday or after my birthday i can't remember I remember telling him that God, this thing has to end, you know. Um, I didn't pray extensively the way I used to. I don't think I even did so much. I just clung to him and said, you know what? I'm not going to let you go till you set me free. And I was just worshiping. I can't tell you exactly when. Mm. (laughs) And this is the thing I used to hear people say that um, it used to frustrate me. Because you're like, what do you mean you can't tell exactly when? If you battle with this thing, you need to know. But I'm telling you, I cannot say exactly the day now that I knew that I was free. But at some point during those 21 days, I knew that I was free. And when I moved on from there, I didn't stop the worship. Mm. That's something to note. I didn't stop gazing at God's face. I just kept going deeper. 
I just kept going deeper. And all of a sudden I realized that I could stay I could stay in my room by myself and this wasn't a desire that I had anymore. Mm. I was awake at 2 a.m. in the morning and I wasn't searching some dubious site. I wasn't fighting this feeling. I wasn't obsessing about it. I could be alone and not be afraid of myself. Mm. There is a kind of freedom in that that you guys cannot even understand. I used to be afraid of being alone because I was like once I'm alone this thing is like bound to happen sooner or later especially when I have free time. So I would always try and like fill my time okay. because I know if I have free time yeah. or more. Mm. But somehow you know it went away. You know something that in itself yeah. is even a trap. There's, as in trying to yeah. be busy just because you're trying to get your mind off of something. Yes, there's a busyness that comes yeah. with you know how the bible says do not be idle that is important mm-hmm. but there's also a business yeah. that that actually um um is a barrier to your relationship with yeah. god because you're filling up your time Definitely. you're filling up your mind your imagination there's no room yeah. for the holy spirit to speak to you so exactly 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 and thank you thank you for saying that because uh, um, really The thing that we should do in these cases um is turn to God. Mm-hmm. The thing about sin and guilt, guilt is such a useless emotion. Mm-hmm. Um the Holy Spirit doesn't make you feel guilty. He convicts you. And guilt is useless because you can feel guilty today and go back and do that same thing. Yeah. It doesn't change anything. You just feel bad in the instant. You might even cry, but you'll be back there. But when the Holy Spirit convicts you, and you have not so numbed yourself to the voice of the holy spirit by constantly disobeying because that's the caveat mm. you will find that you are able to even overcome when you respond to what he is saying if you stay in a place saturated in the presence of god i'm telling you it is almost automatic because he cannot behold iniquity and because he loves you so much Even the things that you don't know to pray about, I promise you guys, it will break off you. Mm-hmm. The things that you've been trying to break in your own strength for years, they will break off you. The fears that you've had, they will fall off. But the problem is that we don't spend enough intentional time with God. Mm-hmm. I can tell you this thing for fact. I am a very activity person. After this podcast I was recording, I have to be on another conversation teaching people. You know, later I'm praying at night. So I know what it means to fill your day with activity for God. I have been doing this thing since I became a Christian, but I was not spending quality time with God. Mm-hmm. I wasn't being intentional about spending time with God. I was letting hours get away from me where I would involve myself in conversations that don't profit anything. Mm. I would fill my social media with things that don't profit me but were dragging me back. I was constantly consuming things that don't add any value to me. I don't know why we allow ourselves getting to the trap of this thing. I think there's a FOMO that we think we're missing out of yeah. things. You know, if we don't attend this party, if we don't talk to this person, if we're not in this circle, if we don't know the latest TV show, if we're not watching this, I'm telling you guys, let it go. I for one, I've learned in this year that the biggest thing is knowing yourself, 
God deals with us individually. Our consecrations are individual. Now, for someone like me, I love Game of Thrones. I think it's an amazing show. But I had no business watching Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones <laughs> has sex like and nudity like every other scene. Mm-hmm. It's so bad, particularly in the first few seasons. It gets better later on. I wouldn't recommend Game of Thrones to my enemy. Why? I don't know what you're struggling with. And even if you're not struggling with things, you don't need to open a gate. Yeah, there are gates that you, you just don't need to open. And this is me, guys. I'm telling you, my research that I'm doing, my PhD, is on the film industry. So if you are writing names of people that love film, my name is there. <laughs> I love film. This is a thing that I love. But it was killing me. Mm. We have to let go of the things that we love. When we say we love God, eh? When we say we love God, he has to really mean more to us than anything. And there's something that my friend Chinedu says. He said that he got free of this when God gave him a revelation of this word. He says, he used to say to himself, I hate porn because Jesus hates porn. Mm -hmm. I hate masturbation because Jesus hates masturbation. If you don't convince yourself that loving what God loves and hating what he hates is the only way for you to actually survive and be a son that you claim that you are. You will never be free. These things always sound really harsh, but I'm speaking from experience. The first thing that I had to do, aside spending radical amounts of time with God, is agreeing with God that this thing is killing me. This thing is evil. This thing is sinful. This thing is demonic this thing is self-worship and that is what masturbation is at its core it's self-worship it's idolatry of the self why because sex is an act of worship it's supposed to be speaking of the husband and wife representing the union of christ and the Mm -hmm. church god knows why he created it to be in a marriage it is a powerful thing it is not meant for you to indulge in by yourself There is no amount of masturbation you can do that will fill up your love tank. I can tell you, please, I can tell you, I've been there, done that. You will only end up feeling lonelier lonelier than ever. You will only end up feeling emptier than before. It cannot fill you up. It cannot even give you real sexual pleasure. I mean, I think anyone who's, I'm not advising you to go and, you know, have sex, that's why I married you. But I'm saying for anyone who's actually had sex and anyone who's masturbated they can tell you that unless your addiction has now wear you like but you will always say that sex is better than masturbation but masturbation makes sex less enjoyable mm-hmm. that's my own experience you can ask people maybe they don't have the same experience but it's a journey of healing that everybody that is struggling with this thing must be intentional about must be radical about Mm. the same way we seek for healing for our bodies like oh someone who has cancer the same way you fight for your healing you know whether it's medical means or anything you know they even say you have to fight to stay strong it's the same way you have to fight for it but it can be much easier if you apply sense (laughs) so i'm just gonna give some tips Number one, go and confess it. 
first to God, two to another person, mm. not to your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Go and confess it to somebody who you are submitted to in terms of spiritual authority. Now, I know a lot of people don't like that word spiritual authority because mm-hmm. everybody wants to be myth, but there are people who are like mentors. There are people who are like disciples, and a lot of people need discipleship. Um, every every believer needs discipleship. You should be discipled, and you should disciple other people. Mm-hmm. And that only means you are helping them walk in the way of Jesus. It's not anything deep. You need to submit to someone like that. If he's your pastor, fine. If he's your, I wouldn't say your friend. I wouldn't recommend your friend because there is an arifi that will happen with your friend that. Your friend might ask you a question and you might lie to your friend and your friend might let it slide because you are friends. You need to submit to someone that you respect, someone that can ask you questions and you cannot lie to because of whether the fear of God or just respect for that person. Submit to somebody. Two, accountability. Be accountable to those people or that person that you tell. I'm telling you, in fact, the more you speak about your struggles, the more freedom you have and the less hold it has over mm-hmm. you because sin thrives in secret. Yes. I'm not saying you should go and announce it on IG Live that oh, <laughs> this is actually my struggle. I mean, if the Holy Spirit is leading you, do you boo? But, but I'm saying be led by God to the right people. God will always bring the right people to you. You know, you can have friends that you're in an accountability group with also have a leader that you are accountable to when you fall run tell that person they will pray with you they will cover you and when you are not falling they are still going to be praying with you they are going to be covering you now me i do not have sense i lied to everybody in my life including the people i was accountable to i did not tell them what was happening with me i used to edit things for them don't be like me have sense <laughs> the third thing cut out the noise you will not die if you don't watch netflix you will not die if you don't watch um tv shows you will not die if you don't listen to all the music on radio most of it is garbage i'm sorry to say you will literally not die if you let go of your faves i've let go of many of my faves including beyonce (laughs) i've let go of her this year so i've not died i'm still breathing (laughs) i'm still breathing guys i am fine (laughs) you will actually discover so much more. The biggest thing that I found that masturbation took from me was mental and emotional real estate. Mm. Such that even when I came to God, because I had this one prayer point, I couldn't hear anything else that God Mm. was telling me to do. And if I did hear, the voice of condemnation was too loud. The amount of fruit I've borne in terms of for the kingdom this year, since I stopped doing rubbish, it has actually blown my mind because my mind is free to journey with mm. God. God has access. There's space in my mind. There aren't constant naked people in my you mind. Cleared cash. That God can drop. I'm telling you, God can drop ideas. He can instruct me and I can pick mm. it because my mind is, is, is a place that he can move into. But when the frequencies are jamming, mm. too many noises, too many voices... It's going to be hard for you to pick out the voice of God. And the, the enemy knows how to mimic the voice of God. When you are in that quagmire, man, you can hear stop and it will sound like go. Because the enemy is, he has too much access. He's just turning you, turning you like, 
you know we often don't like to hear things like this because yes we are, have freedom in Christ but there is a walking out of our salvation Absolutely. that happens Jesus has already done everything but we refuse to take responsibility salvation is personal the salvation that i have is not the salvation that delphine has her walk with god is completely different from mine you know so you cannot do vicarious saving which is something i used to do you hide in community and because everybody in community is doing well you think you're doing yeah. well a lie the day you leave that community you will suffer it has happened to me guys i'm telling you this thing which you could learn to obedience by the things she suffered mm. don't be like me guys do not be like me please i beg you run to god have accountability be discipled be open about these things submit to the correction of your leaders let go of the voices of the world fast we don't like to hear fast 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 from instagram fast from twitter fast from just things that just take up your time you will not die if you don't know what's the trending mm-hmm. topic you need to know what is happening in heaven you need to see spiritual things it's a danger for a believer to be walking around and the only thing they know is what's happening on this mm-hmm. realm you are just as in fact you are even worse than they who are in the world because at least those ones are blind and they don't have any awareness of god but you you think you are there but you are dead you are a dead believer and you don't know it when you do not connect to god regularly intentionally and make it a priority it is like a child who has the umbilical cord cut off it's only a matter of time the death mm. is sure it's sure it's sure death for that child that child is going to die inside that womb unless the child is delivered hey was she i didn't even mean to say unless the child is delivered hey shabaraba i got shabahanda and a lollipop <laughs> And a lollipop. That's from Tommy and brother. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so oh good, God. so good. Thank you so much. But yeah, I think I, I think I'll stop Thank you here. so much for sharing all those nuggets, man. I think I'm. I will definitely write them as pointers in the caption for people to see. Um, what would you say um, to someone who struggled for a long time? and it seems like there's no breakthrough inside what would you say to someone someone like that who has been hearing testimonies of people saying oh it was my own happening one day i knew the day that that god delivered me from this thing you know or you said someone like that can you hear Hi me there. yeah i can hear you now did you catch the question Yes, yes, yes. What to say to someone who's been struggling for a long time, who's been hearing about Yes, of people who got delivered in one day, you know. And it's yeah, like mine is yeah. taking so long. So what would you say to people like that? Yeah. Okay. Um first of all, forgive yourself. That's the first thing I'll say to you. Forgive yourself. Um there's a tendency when you're in that place and you've been in a long battle to to hate yourself or to think that God is angry with you God is not angry with you God does not hate you God still loves you he loves you with an everlasting love that is never going to fade away um and another thing is though it tarries wait for it your 
your miracle and i want to say your breakthrough to use church language is literally it's just round the corner i'm telling you you just have to cling to jesus and the beautiful thing about clinging to jesus is he's the one who does the holding on he's the one who carries us um the bible says he's the one who works in us both to will and to do but also examine your life what are the habitual patterns mm. that are giving this thing space in your life it's like if you wanted to go on a diet and i recommend everyone going on a diet i don't mean a physical diet i mean a spiritual diet if you want to break free from certain things if you wanted to lose weight for example it would make sense yeah. for you to clear out the junk from your house if you don't clear out the junk from your house you could actually do it and your willpower may be strong enough but one day on that journey you will remember that there is chocolate in that drawer and you will go to it so you have to make sure that you clean up your mental physical emotional space you may have to break up with your girlfriend or boyfriend or you know whatever lover you have in your life that is not your husband or wife you may have to because mm, some yeah. partners enable your rubbish it's just it's unfortunately true even believers mm. out of love a lot of people can enable you but part of the thing i would say is jesus wants you whole first before and i stand to be corrected before he will even have you i agree with you loving relationship you cannot give fully of yourself when you are still mm. battling with mm-hmm. a sexual addiction to another person in that space what you have to let him love on you radically and i mean radically like you have to look like a mad person the way they say jeffy is mad <laughs> that's like you have to let you love you <laughs> be mad about it you know lawrence always will say this thing god don't let me be normal though. it sounds mm-hmm. funny but drastic times you know call for drastic measures and i'm not even trying to make fun of the things that people are struggling with because i've been there but i can tell you that i would have slashed my time by like 70% if i had done these things of forgiving myself running to jesus and saying jesus i let i let go of all the bays i let go of all the distractions is me and you we're going to sit here and i'm going to be whole and every time i fall i'm going to you and i'm going to sit at your feet and i'm going to be intentional about this and i'm choosing to believe your word another thing that works is scripture now there is a place for studying vast amounts of scripture and then there's also the place of being strategic with scriptures i'm a firm believer in taking sticky notes i always have scriptures on sticky notes wherever i am mm. you have to remind yourself of the word of god remind yourself that masturbation is a sin write it down put it in front of you put it by your bed put it in your toilet put it on the door put it on your phone you know be having things pop up there's an app called swipe hey what's the name is it swipe right it's it's an app for godliness and walking in sexual purity I'll I'll send Delphine the app when I find it. Get apps like that that send you reminders throughout the day. Your body is the temple of the most high God. He will destroy those who destroy temples. Sometimes you need to fire and brimstone too, as well as the loving yes. so that you remember. I'm serious so you remember. This thing is a battle 
and it's not just a battle for your peace it's not just a battle for your sexual identity or your sexuality it's a battle for your life and for your generations to come because though the lord has said (laughs) this that no longer shall it be said that the that the fathers ate sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge however however patterns of learned behavior you can google these things they go on in families Mm -hmm. they are patterns not because god is allowing a curse to be but because things need to be broken and all you need is one breaker in the family and you can be that breaker in your family once you decide my children will not be held captive by sexual sin today it ends and you continue to show up and say my children will not be held captive by sexual sin today it ends and it ends with me my children will not struggle with these things start forecasting you don't know when jesus is coming you can come today but you can come in 400 years so forecast for your children that will live in that time do you really want them to suffer what you are suffering i'm sure you don't so start declaring there is power in the word that we speak um my pastor pastor ferdy will say the the word of god is as powerful in the mouth of god as it is in your mouth because Mm. you are the temple of the living god you have the holy spirit in you so declare his word war with the prophecies on your life war with the prophecies in scripture war with the word of god speak it over yourself i am the temple of the lord i have no fellowship with darkness i am light and i refuse to allow this stay in me do it like you are taking malaria medicine if you are taking malaria medicine if you miss a dose, it's very likely that the malaria is going to come with seven other variants of malaria to come and help you to <clears throat> fall sick stronger. But if you are faithful to this thing, and you almost have to be ritualistic, I'm sorry to say, but you have to attack it. Attack it like you're attacking a virus. Attack it like our mothers are drinking Dongoyaro for COVID. Attack it with vengeance and it will surely break, I promise you. In closing, I will say that you have to be intentional and violent even about mm, it. Mm. I like that word. That, violent, Avi. It's yes. God that does the healing, you know, but mm. you have but to be like, exactly, there is something on your part. Um, if you remember the woman with the issue of blood, 12 years she was bound. She did mm. not wait for Jesus to come and tap her head. Said, if I can only reach the hem of his garment, see, yeah. I'm chasing after this thing. This man is not gonna, it's not gonna pass me by. There was a blind man that cried out, "Son of David, have mercy on me." Mm. As in all these cases, Jesus. Remember the Syrophoenician woman who Jesus called her effectively a dog, a and she dog. said, "Baba, insult me. I <laughs> I collect my healing from you. Uh, I don't care. I'm a dog." But please give me crumbs. Mm. And Jesus spoke about the faith of these people. He said he hadn't even seen such great faith. Such great faith. It takes faith to receive from God, though. Mm. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Mm. If you look at the people in Scripture, even that Hall of Fame in Hebrews 11, faith, faith moves mountains. You have to be violent about your faith, even. You have to be angry about this thing because this thing is a it's a demon that wants to end you don't Mm. i I like saying something about sexual sin 
and generally the devil. No, they use kid gloves, handle Asian serpents. Mm-hmm. It's gonna end in tears. You yeah. have to come with your full armor of God, ready to die on the line. Say, I die mm-hmm. here today. We do this battle. And you know, you fight it the way our mommies are using Dongo Yaro to fight COVID. You drink <laughs> it morning and night. Like malaria medicine, morning and night, afternoon, yeah. even. Kabash it through. Step out of your office for three minutes. Kabash, kabash, kabash. <laughs> As you are seeing somebody's leg that is doing your head one kind, go and begin to kabash. Run to your father, but be deliberate about it. Be strategic about it. You have to fight it like you're fighting a virus because that's really what it is. It's an infection that wants to take over. It's a cancer. It wants to destroy your life and destroy your family. So please, guys, be violent. I hope I'm not making it seem too work-centric. That's not what I'm saying. It's the Holy Spirit that heals you. But you have to hunger and thirst after that healing. And you have to make yourself available to God to be healed. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So good. Thank you so much, Uche, for all that you have shared. I'm so glad that we get to start with your story. I mean, like, ever since I saw that comment, I don't even remember what post it was, but there was a comment that she left on one of my posts on Instagram. That was how I knew that she struggled with masturbation. So, um, um, as far back as then, God was already planning this, and I didn't even so thank you thank you so much for being so open and very vulnerable sharing um the healing story and and i'm so sure that as you have shared that other people will tap from this healing stream and they'll be delivered amen. themselves in jesus name amen amen thank you so much delphine it's a it's a privilege and an honor to share with god god's people and your platform is a very special one so thank you very much um yeah, I really hope that it sets people free. Um, if anyone has any questions, I'm I'm available to answer. And if you are offended by anything that I said, I'm sorry, please don't be angry, but you can come and drag me. <laughs> All righty, until the next one. See you guys. Toodles. Bye.